week's episode of the Football Neophytes podcast. Chris and Nate here, and we are recording here at the Harp Pub in Gilbert, Arizona. Over half of our listeners right now are from the Phoenix area. So if you're listening to this and you want to make the drive out to Gilbert or maybe you live in the East Valley, come check out the Hart Pub. It's right off Val Vista and the 60, uh, just south of the 60, right on the west-hand side of the street. Uh, It's a really nice new built complex. It's a beautiful pub. Drink all the pints you want. It was very nice. And we just finished... Minutes ago, watching Wolves Manu in Molyneux. Molyneux? I think I pronounced it much better this week, thanks to Stu helping me out with that. Um, do we have to talk about this match? We do. Chris is rather disappointed, which he shouldn't be. A point away at Wolves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you should be stoked. Look, I'm not mad, but they should have won the game, man. You should have won the game. I think that's debatable. Yes, Pogba had a had a shot blocked, had a penalty blocked, but we also had a beautiful Raul header that was millimeters away from going in. Right off the post. Right off the post. For anyone keeping track out there, that is three post shots that Manu has received in favor of them in two weeks. So, uh, okay, fine. I guess I can't be that mad. But they still should have won the game. To be fair, the first half was all Man U. I was sweating. Even at the end of the first half, there was a moment where I think it was Ryan Bennett um, made this little back pass that almost got intercepted. Um, I mean, it was shaky. It was a shaky first half for Wolves. Yeah, I mean, at halftime, you know, our buddy Craig, who was watching the game with us, treated me to a nice little pint. Thanks, Craig. Um, You know, he asked me at halftime, you feel pretty confident? You feel like you guys are going to win this? I was like, no way. Maybe if we were up two or three mil, mil, but uh, definitely not one. I'm afraid you guys are going to come back in the second half. And you guys did. Yeah. I I mean, in some ways, Neves' Neves strike, which was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, I can't can't be upset with that goal at all. Even, I mean, Degea is such a good keeper. He even got... A little finger on that. It was just it was a, a perfect shot. Yeah, but it really saved Neves because in the first half, he made some really questionable passes. Both him and Raul were totally taken out of it. We couldn't get the midfield up. The first half was really, really a rough first half to watch. Yeah, Juan Basaka was great. He was. Defending and bringing the ball up. Um, biggest disappointment for me from a man you side, uh, Daniel James did not... He didn't play well, to say the least. He got a card early for diving, um, and was just—it just... was a beautiful dive, though. <laughs> Part of me wants to go like I—I I don't think he was doing it on purpose. It looked like he maybe got tripped up by his own feet, but he definitely didn't get tripped by a defender. <laughs> and you know, I guess the card was probably warranted. Uh, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, and then as the match played on, he didn't play any better, um, and he really didn't help the team out with his energy. So. Yeah, and we, I would say Willie Bolly, who last week to me was maybe player of the match or at least one of the top players, he looked slow. He looked out of position a couple times on the match. Um, on the goal that was, that was conceded, he was a step behind, and he just looked – he didn't look as good as he did last week to me. Yeah, and I mean, at the same time, that's Rashford coming. Matt, Rashford made a great pass. Great pass. Into the box, set up the goal. Um, 
but other than that pass, I mean, you guys really held Rashford in check for the most part of the game. He had a couple had a couple runs, but nothing where he was like really threatening. And, and know, fortunately for us, Pogba held Rashford <laughs> in check by taking that penalty kick because uh, had he not taken that, I think Rashford probably would have scored and I'd be much sadder right yeah, now. Well, Rashford's never missed a PK, so I get Pogba taking that <laughs> kick. There's some weird stuff going on there, which will be interesting. I'd love for our uh, Man U listeners or friends on Twitter to chime in on that because... I'd love to know some of the backstory there. Another person, I mean, tr- still Rui had to pick correctly. Super thankful for that save. Rui looked good. Um, and Traore, again, I know there's been some criticism of him in the past. He's look- looked great in our Europa matches. And he came on in the second half, and he's just such a beast. Like, he's so big, and he abuses people. And he made look- Luke Shaw look pretty foolish a couple different times so i was really stoked with the way Treore played today can we move on are you okay to move on Is i'm okay to move on we've about? given uh five minutes to wolves man you which we should these are yeah, our clubs no, the first football net neophytes derby i'm thankful that we got to watch it together that uh i wish we would have got three points but i will definitely be happy with a draw yeah um mm. i'll take the point at at the end of the day uh, but I was excited that if Manu would have just won today, they would have been top of the table. Um, so I will take this result. I will take the one point and be okay with it, hoping that um, we beat you guys in February on my birthday. On your birthday, where I will. It's a little different for Chris to wear his Manu shirt to a Wolves pub in Phoenix midday on a Monday when there were three total supporters here. I'm. I'm going to have to wear my, my shirt into a Man U pub, which I think will have a much different atmosphere on a Saturday in February. I hope so. It will, but I'll wear it proudly and withstand the heat. Let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's run down the week. Um, you want to take the first match that you watched this week? Um, yeah, so really kind of the first match I got to spend any time on was Liverpool-Sheffield. Um, Liverpool looked fairly good. I think they're obviously top class, but their back line didn't look great. Um, And Adrian with a howler. Adrian with just a howler. I think in some ways uh, they're lucky that Longren didn't play because that guy has been historically very bad. But (laughs) Adrian with a howler, the back line didn't look very solid for Liverpool. They've got some things to work out, which I'm, I'm confident they will. The key for them is going to just be not losing too many points um, with Adrian in goal. Other than the other than the horrible pass he made, he actually looked pretty decent back there. Yeah, um, I did love your Twitter post of those. Uh, is it Langer? Oh, Lang- Longren. Yeah, Longren and his highlight just oh, yeah. diving and flailing like a fish out of water at nothing. There's some rumors that he was throwing matches with that <laughs> dive, but who knows what's true back then. But it looks so legit. Um, all right, let's jump to uh, Man City versus Tottenham Spurs. Um, a really interesting match. If Nate, if I showed you highlights of this game and you had seen nothing of it, and we took out the goals, all yeah. you saw was just highlights of the gameplay, you would think Man City won 63 to, to 0. Um, <laughs> In reality, the game finished 2-2. There was a lot of controversy at the end, which I'm all for. Let's bring on the chaos. 
Um, but Chris I mean, loves the VAR. I do love the VAR. Keep calling those handballs. Um, you know, the Spurs were pretty lucky to get their two goals. I think maybe they had two shots and they got two goals on it. Um, Man City dominated the ball. They dominated the game. They missed a lot of chances. And then, uh, you know, they, uh, Pep had a little argument with Sergio Aguero, pulled him out of the game. Um, with, with still 20 minutes to go in that game when Aguero got pulled. They were all hugs and kisses after the match, though. No, so. they were hugs and kisses when the disallowed goal went in because <laughs> they thought that they had won and it ended up being okay. But in the 92nd minute, VAR strikes again. Uh, unintentional handball coming off the Man City defender that led to a goal. Um, again, it was another week where the commentators are the black and white of the rule. This is 100% the correct call, and fans hate it. Yeah, I mean, it cost Wolves three points in last week, so... Cost cost Man City two points this week, and when you think about it, if that result happened last year, Liverpool wins the title, and Man City finishes second. So, it you know, it can be a huge deal. Well, yeah, and even Pep, I saw an interview with him later on, they asked him how he felt, and he he said it felt like deja vu, because uh, VAR... hurt them against Spurs in the Champions League semifinals. So um, we'll see. I mean, it's definitely going to be a, a conversation throughout the rest of the season. All right, let's run down uh, the rest of the table real quick. Um, Arsenal beat Burnley 2-1. Burnley, who I thought would be more towards the bottom, fighting pretty well. Yeah, Arsenal, I mean, they've only allowed one goal this season. We'll see if that defense is able to hold up. I thought their offense would be a little stronger, but... Still, they're getting wins. They're, they're top of table or tied with, with Liverpool right now. The only two teams with six points yeah. coming out of the first two weeks. Um, other thing to note there, Ashley Barnes has three goals. I think those are all three goals for, for Burnley this year. It'll be fun to kind of watch and see if he's able to carry the team very far. Uh, that's nice that he got three goals in two weeks. I know someone who got three goals in one game. It's my boy Timu Puki. Timu Puki, we love this guy. I oh, think man. I think he has taken obviously Premier League by storm. People love him. That first strike was just remarkable. As good as Neves' goal was, the Puki strike was a thing of beauty. Yeah, I knew next to nothing about. Okay, no, no, wait. I knew nothing about <laughs> Norwich City three weeks ago. Uh, two weeks ago, I learned that they have Timu Puki, and he's a legit player. And this week, that was cemented. Um, so that is the status of all I know about Norwich City. Um, they have a guy I love. He is my pookie, and I will cheer for him every week. Yeah. Uh, next no. match we're going to look at is Chelsea and Leicester City. They drew 1-1. Uh, biggest thing coming out of that match and last week's podcast is that we don't know how to pronounce Christian Pulisic's Man, you still suck. I because I've read too much. I have read too much. I've been told you too much. You haven't heard it enough. Let let me have it. Pulisic. Okay. Pulisic. I hear that. I was given the hyphenated pronunciation as police sick. No, Pulisic. I'm just telling you, I've received Christian too much. Pulisic. And what I struggle with is his name is Eastern European. Having lived in Eastern Europe for so long, every time I see it, I see Pulisic. Pulisic. Yeah. So, but it's Pulisic, Christian Pulisic. I'm probably just going to adapt CP for the rest of the year. <laughs> there we go. All right. But I find that, that match is really interesting to me because I really wanted to see, is Chelsea that bad as they looked against Man U? 
and how good is Leicester City? The tie against Wolves, it's hard to know, right? And it's early on. Um, and I think a draw, the Leicester-Chelsea draw, doesn't answer a ton of questions. I think Chelsea is showing they're not as good as maybe the rest of the top six. But that said, they played a really great match against Liverpool earlier in the week in in the... the in the Super Cup. Yeah, in the yeah. Super Cup. And, you know took Liverpool to everything that they had. It was a really fun match to watch. It went down, ended up on kicks at the end. Yeah. Um, and then they show up for Leicester City, and they get a 1-1 draw. And they scored early again. And it was the same thing against Man U. Um, the first 20 minutes for Chelsea looked great. Tons they of dominated, tons of pressure, some opportunities. And then for whatever reason, they slowed up. And then in the second half, they barely showed up. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think I said it last week, but you've got to wonder about that managerial strategy of pressing so hard early because, again, the team looks like it's gas at the end. And by the end of that match, you know, Leicester tied it early in the second half, I think. And by the end of that match, Leicester was pressing to take the game completely. That's right. So you really got to wonder there. With that being said, let's take a look at our American watch. <laughs> CP? CP, since Chris is shy to say his name. Um, Christian Pulisic, he looked okay. Like, yeah. he didn't change the game at all. He had one opportunity-ish at the very beginning. Um, but he, he wasn't a game changer by any means. No. Um, I think he came out in about the 70th minute. Um, but looked looked average yeah and and it, it was it was a little disappointing in that um he looked really good on the liverpool match early in the week in the super cup and so yeah he had, had a great match in yeah super had a cup. great match of just a sweet assist and a goal that got turned over right uh no that was was uh, that the that super was, cup no that was the week before oh, that was in last week's match okay oh no no no, no, no you're it right. was in the you're it right. was in the super cup it right? was in the super cup um, so yeah, he had a goal overturn. He was a little bit offsides, and the review he was offsides, so kind of kind of sucked. But but he um, made things happen. So. Yeah, he was he was a factor in that Liverpool Super Cup game. And then you fast forward to to this week's matchup in the EPL, and he was not the difference maker that he looked like earlier in the week. Yeah, let's go ahead and run through the rest of these uh, matches from the week. Sheffield United won Crystal Palace nil. Uh, one of the things I love about the promotion relegation thing, this was the first Premier League match these two teams had played against each other since 92-93. Sheffield United coming away with the win, and they have four points. As a team that just got promoted, we were tooting their horn last week because they got one point, and we said, hey, first, first promoted team to get a point. Well, now they're the first promoted team to get a win. They've got four points, uh, which is a lot more than I thought they were going to have at this point in the season. There was something funny that happened in that match. Uh, Bulldog and McCarthy get in this little scrum, little kind of tempers flaring, and all the attention was on these two guys' temper flaring, but all I could see was in the background some guy getting escorted out of the, out of the stadium. <laughs> in the, in the first, fans? Oh, like yeah, in the <laughs> fans. And at first I thought... I thought it was um, it had something to do with, with the scrum on the field, and then I realized, no, this guy's just getting kicked out of the game. Bye, Felicia. 
Bye, Felicia. All right, so let's jump to uh, Everton winning 1-0 over Watford. I don't think either of us watched that match. We just saw the results and the highlights. Uh, Takeaway from this is... Watford continues to struggle. No, the takeaway is that you are so thankful you did not choose Watford at the end of last season. A thousand percent. And if you go back, I was probably two hours away from picking Watford. I think you were two minutes away from picking Watford. By the time I got to your house, I started to waffle. And then Leicester City jumped them in my head as well. That's true. Yeah, Leicester. Um, But, yeah, I'm so glad. Oh, my gosh. I think their last three matches, if you include... The FA Cup final, I think they've they're nine nil or ten nil. They haven't it's scored a match. Yeah, they haven't scored a they goal. They haven't scored in a, a goal in a long time. Yeah, I blame it on Troy Deeney for making fun of Raul Jimenez's goal celebration. So don't mess with C. Senor, our man Raul Jimenez. Yeah. All right. Next match, Aston Villa drops a tough one against Bournemouth. Um, I mispronounced names constantly. No, it's fine. No. Yeah, Bournemouth 2, Aston Villa 1. You didn't call him Aston Villa this week, so that, that's good. I got that's good. I, you know, I, I, I got to remember where I am. When I'm in Mexico, it's Villa. It's Aston Villa. <laughs> and when I'm in America or anywhere else in the world, it's Aston Villa. That's right. And then the final match, uh, Brighton 1, West Ham 1. And that... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, two claps. I have no idea what happened in that I match. Don't, I don't either. I don't either. Let's look at the relegation zone. Right now we have four teams, four teams with zero points. They are Watford at the bottom. What's their, they're negative six? Are they negative six? On they're negative four. They're negative four. Um, but they have no South, goals for They have no, so. no. Then Southampton, Newcastle, and Aston Villa. Aston Villa only out of the relegation zone because of their name. ABCs, I d- baby. I don't think that's going to save them in the end, even though they were my pick for the, the Wolverhampton Wanderer Award. Um, Watford, Southampton, Newcastle, and Aston Villa. Really rough starts to the season so far. And I know we talked about it last week. I know we said that we don't think Watford's going to end the season down there. And I'm starting to wonder. But I don't I really yeah. am starting to wonder because this is about as bad of a start as you could have for them. Um, they aren't playing top-level competition at this point, and they're still zero points in, no goals, down four in the differential. It's just not good at this point. At least other teams are competitive. It's not good. I don't. Who do they? Do we know who they play this week? Um, I can tell you. Walk, oh, Watford West Ham. West Ham. That's right. So this this should tell us something about the state of these two clubs. Um, Watford at home. We'll see. Can gonna, they score? We're gonna get to that match in just a little bit, actually. Yeah, so, we are. Let's move on. All right. I wanted to key in on a couple names I noticed this week. One I picked out specifically for you, Chris. I thought for sure you would like it. Because I'm a child. Because you are a uh, teenage boy. Yes. And that is... Christian Fuchs. Christian Fuchs. I mean, I love it. You love it. I know you would. It's everything I want to be in a name. It's the F word. Um, It's Christian as a first name, which was almost my... My given name. Oh. My parents in the hospital were debating between Christian and Christopher. My dad went with Christopher. I'm Christopher, but my mom always kind of said, I kind of thought you were a Christian. Anyway, so I've always loved the name Christian because that was almost my name. Uh, add in the F-bomb. I'm all in. <laughs> Christian Fuchs. The name I want to bring up is not a name that I like particularly like. I just think it's so funny, and that's Kaspar Schmeichel, the goaltender for um, Southampton. 
Oh, no. Is he with Southampton? Lester. For Lester City, he makes me laugh. It, it, may, it sounds like a made-up name from, like, a Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah, and his name actually makes me... There was a really old skit on the Dana Carvey show <laughs> that uh, Steve Carell was imitating a German yelling nice things in a German accent. And that, it just his name sounds like... like I, I picture Steve Carell yelling... Schmeichel! Schmeichel! With everything he is, and it just makes me laugh every time. All right. We also have some hair watch uh, things to look at. Yeah. Again, a shout-out to my boy Chowdhury. I was watching that Leicester City game, and in those pink kits with the afro, you're going to get mentioned every week because I freaking love you. And I will say, we we talked about Obama Yang's name last year, mm -hmm. but I think his hair gets overlooked. It might. That afro hawk, the afro mohawk thing he's got going on is really nice. Watching watching Arsenal, I thought his name overshadowed what beautiful hair he has. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the NBA popular hairdo, but to another level. It is, to another level. That's right. The hair I wanted to shout out was Callum Robertson's for Sheffield United. Just looked really nice. I love the look of it. Um, not quite to the level of some of our nominations from last week, but still hair that, that stood out to me as being a nice look. The, can, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, can we talk about the not hair award of the week? Oh, yes, we have to. We uh, have to talk about him. Yeah, Sheffield United's keeper, Dean Henderson, formerly Manchester United's keeper, um, he sported a hat. He wore a hat. Like, like not like a, a cool flat bill hat. He wore, like, a tennis hat that, it, like... It looks like he pulled it off of, like, a 13-year-old in the stands. <laughs> like, it does. It's not a good look. I, someone tweeted out today that it's the, the, the goalie hat is underrated, and I responded, is it? <laughs> no. No. No, it is not. Look, you have a glorious, glorious head of hair for a reason. Take the hat off. I don't care if the sun is in your eyes. You're trying to stop balls. Let your locks flow, buddy. It's different than the Petr Cech um, goalie helmet. The, the Petr Cech goalie helmet is real nice. But the hat, I don't know. I don't know if we can, uh, if we can, we can go much further with it. No, it's got to go. I mean, that's just, it's got to go. There's no question about this. The other hair that we wanted to call out is a guy named Vincente Guiata. He, for Crystal Palace... It kind of looked a little bit like my hair in 2002, <laughs> which, for the record, it wasn't great, but for the time period, it was. It was yes. totally acceptable. It the, was, I think Marshall Mathers just grown out a little bit <laughs> yes. longer. The bleach tips, it was just, it was, uh, it was too much. I just couldn't go with it. And we're going to get into our picks. And so um, if you were listening last week, you know our pick system. We're picking a lock. We're picking an upset. Um, if we get the lock right, we win one point. If we get our upset right, we win three. If the upset draws, you get one. And if your lock loses, you get negative one. So uh, going back to last week, looking at our scores, Nate and I actually did exactly the same. Uh, we nailed our locks. Nate took Norwich City. Great call on that. Way to use them and get them out of the way. It yep. was a win. Um, I took Liverpool. Uh, we both hit our locks, and we both had draws when it came to our upset pick. Uh, Nate took the Wolves. They scratched out a draw today against my love, Manchester United. 
and I took Leicester City, who almost took over that match, but still got the draw at Chelsea. Uh, so after that week's score, Nate and I both are tied at two. And now to add a little bit more flavor just for fun is uh, because we're looking at the lines to pick our underdogs, I thought, let's bring money into this as well. It's fictional money. It can be dollars. It can be rubles. It can be pesos. It can be whatever you want it to be. Pounds um, for our British listeners. Pounds for the British listeners. Shekels for the Russians. I don't even know if that's true, uh, but we're going to go with it. Um, and so what we're doing is we're saying on our lock pick, we are betting $1,000. And on our upset pick, we are going to bet $100. The upsets are going to pay better odds, but they're less likely to happen. And we're guaranteeing victories uh, for our lock picks, so we're going to spend a lot of money on those. So looking at last week, um, Nate, you nailed your lock, which happened to be an upset pick as well. So you got great odds on that. You were at a plus 200, which means if you bet $1,000, you won $2,000 on the bet. You lost your upset pick, so you lost 100 bucks. So after one week, Nate, your money total is $1,900. Looking at mine, I took Liverpool. They were a favorite. I made $377 on that bet out of 1000 uh, But Leicester City drawing is a loss, so I lost my upset pick of $100. So I am at $277. Dang. Picking so, Norwich City was a good, good deck. <laughs> that might uh, set you apart for the entire <laughs> season. <laughs> This might not even be a fun segment going forward. Yeah, no. So, okay, let's look at our picks for this week. Uh, let's start with the locks. I had first choice. I'm taking Manchester United as my lock for this week. They are a minus 280 favorite in their match. Nate, who did you go with? I went with Spurs v. Newcastle. There's a good chance that I'm probably going to take... Uh, every team that plays Newcastle. That's my strategy. I actually um, thought about that as a solid strategy, and then I went, I'm going to save the Spurs for later. Yeah, so I'm going with Spurs against Newcastle. They are minus 475. Yep. So not great odds, but even if you bet $1,000, you're still going to win like 225 bucks on that bet. Um, all right, our upsets. Um, I'm taking West Ham United at plus 230. They are a slight underdog in this match. Um, but still an underdog. And I also, I thought about taking Man U. If Man U... Uh, you mean Crystal Palace? No, I thought about taking... Oh, no, I thought about uh, taking Crystal Palace against Man U um, if Man U looked bad this week. But I just, they looked good enough. I can't take Crystal Palace on the road at Man U. So I am going with Southampton over Brighton. Brighton was a team I wasn't high on going into the season, and Southampton I thought would have a better showing so I'm going with them. It's not a huge upset. They are plus 205. What are our matches to watch this week, Chris? All right. Our, probably our best match is the top of the table. Liverpool is playing Arsenal. Yep. It's kind of interesting that already this early in the season will be reduced to one maximum team with nine points after three matches, but that's the reality. Uh, we could have zero if they draw, but Liverpool-Arsenal, I think we'll get to see how good Arsenal really is. And if there's a time for Liverpool to lose with um, Allison out and Adrian in goal, um, this is the time. Arsenal has a ton of weapons, and I think that's going to be a super fun match to watch. What else are you looking forward to for the next week? I'm really excited to watch Norwich City and Chelsea. Again, I want to see what Chelsea has, and Norwich has four points, and it feels like this should be another match that if Norwich can play well, get a point, um, 
they may actually be a legit a legit team, obviously not to contend, but to scratch yeah. away some points from some of the big dogs. Yeah, and I mean, what more could I ask for other than a Manchester United match? We've got Pookie versus CP. It's going to be great. That's true. That's so good. And then I'm also interested in seeing Sheffield United versus Leicester. Sheffield's obviously got four points already. Leicester has two draws against two really quality opponents. And so um, I think Leicester's on the road in Sheffield. So that also will be interesting to watch. So that's what we have for this week. Should be fun next week. It should be a fun next week. We don't have to go through all this stress of watching a match together. And um, It was fun, though. Let's let, let's say that. It was fun. It was a good time. Not going to miss the drive to Gilbert next week. <laughs> Me um, neither. But with that, we'll catch you guys next week. Glazers out. Glazers out, baby. Yeah.